Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, today, I have a very special guest, Allie Young. And we are going to be talking about a topic that I think every parent in America is a little bit stressed out about, and that is the back to school. Normally, this time of the year, we're talking about changing routines and getting back into that routine. But this year, it looks different for everyone. And um, there's no wrong or right answers. That's not what we're here to talk about. But we are here to talk about how changing routines and how you can set up yourself for success when going back to school. And I'm very excited to have Allie Young. So Allie started out as a teacher. She had a small classroom of her own, married a college, her college sweetheart, and now they have five little ones together within seven years. Uh, superwoman in itself. 10, 7, 5, 5, which obviously there's twins there, and a three-year-old with bookend boys. She's now a full-time um, trying to balance quality family time and blogging influencing, especially given the current circumstances, is not very easy. Um, her heart beats for Jesus. She's a savior for where quiet moments. Um, I would imagine that's very far and few in between with that many children and gets excited for fashion, travel, food, and a good cup of coffee. Her heart mission is in love, um, speak truth, be present and intentional through packaging that looks like God's heart. So Allie, I love like everything that you just said. Um, and I'm so excited to have you here. So thank you for being here and stepping foots in, in your purpose and what you're meant to do. So thank um, you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk about this. So we started a little conversation before and I was like, no, 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 we, we can't talk anymore because uh, I feel like we all feel this... Um, weight with going back to school. That's different than the normal weight. Like I'm usually one of those moms. It's like, yes, back to school. Like let's go. Summer is over. Are you normally like that? I get mixed feelings. Um, so yes, there is the release of, um, of that. They get to transition and you get to have a little bit of that free time. Um, but I also miss seeing them every day. I, it's this back and forth. I, it's just every day of, I miss my kids, but I need a break. <laughs> it's this dilemma, but this year is absolutely different. And I was really looking forward to summer, um, this year because of the weight of the schoolwork and the distance learning. And now really kind of feeling like we're ramping up to go back in for round two. Right, right. And I think, yeah, and I think for me, I thrive on routine. And I think children ultimately thrive on routine as well and expectations. Now, with that being said, I think there's totally a space for a break, which is the whole point of a summer break. But let's be real. It's been like a never ending summer break. I mean, yes. right? It absolutely. I feel the same way. It's, um, they've been home for a very long time <laughs> and we're running out of things to do. And even, I honestly feel like even those who choose to homeschool, you choose to homeschool knowing that you can take them and do hands-on learning at museums or field trips and things like that. So it's been a very different dynamic. It has been. So I don't want to like overhaul this conversation because I feel like if you want to turn on the news media, if you want to look at social media, as a parent, let's, let's not default. You have a big decision right now as far as going back to school, whether you're homeschooling, whatever is right for your family. And ultimately, only you can make that right decision. Today, we just want to talk through some strategies and give you guys some tools that can make the changing of the routines for back to school be successful. Um, and so I know that I've got some tips that I can totally talk on, but 
I'm curious uh, for us not knowing each other and, and knowing two different worlds, like where different things align. So let's just start with this. Does schedule and routine come easy for you? And how can you help with kids one? Because uh, routine is also important for kids. So I want your opinion there. So it's such a humbling experiencing ha- experience having five kids because schedule does not come easy for me. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone else needs to hear that, but um, I, I've i been more pushed to make a schedule because my kids do thrive off of a schedule, but it does not come natural to me. Um, I'm that person where once I graduated from high school and got into college, I loved college because I could put my classes in the day where I wanted them. And it wasn't like an eight to three schedule I had to follow. So, um, so having a schedule is necessary, but it doesn't come easy for me. It's not natural for me. I'm a very person. What about your spouse? What about the other, the other counterpart? Do you guys balance each other there? Does it come easier for him? Um, he's more disciplined than I am, I would say. Um, so between the two of us, I'm more focused on relationships and he's very good at, um, at lining things up and getting them done, but we both enjoy, and I don't know if this is because we have five kids, but we both look for that margin of space where we can relax together. So just by being in our family, we, we have to have some sort of a schedule and routine to accomplish that. So is there any tips with um, setting a schedule and a routine for someone that's not by nature routined? What mm-hmm. tips would you give someone? So I honestly think you have to start with knowing yourself because I didn't realize I wasn't, uh, it didn't come naturally because I was able to do and function in life before children really well. I had a job, I could do all that stuff, but getting woken up in the middle of the night (laughs) repeatedly and then having to function in the day is a whole other story. So I've come to know that I need, I need quiet and me time before I enter in with my kids a hundred percent. So this is a struggle because I'm a night owl. I want to stay up and I like to take my time when they go to bed, but then I know I need that time before they wake up. So it's, it's, um, a practice of discipline of going to bed at a certain time and then setting my alarm and then getting up before I know they're going to get up. And some days you just can't. My kids still wake up multiple times at night and I don't know what it is, <laughs> but they still do. Um, so I'm not 100% getting you know consistent sleep, but I do need, I know I need to set my alarm and get up before them and have whatever it is. For me, I, I need that time to just um, make myself coffee and I need to read my Bible and just kind of prepare myself and then enter in. I always call it entering in because it really is, you're giving, you're pouring out. So I need to pour in a little bit before I can pour out. Yes. I love that. And that's actually a lesson that I feel like I had to learn. I used to wake up and go right to the grind. So I've always had me time. I've always been go to bed early. Actually, I go to bed at like 9, 9.30. I'm like the grandma. Um, but then I wake up super early at five, but then I used to just jump straight into work. And instead I now, like you said, it's that me time. I've reset a morning and a nightly routine. And I think that you guys, as, as all you guys are listening to this, as you're transitioning back to school, think about what your morning and your nightly routine is. Also think about that for your children, mm-hmm. because I think we forget they also need that. 
They also need that structure. So one thing that I do is um, when getting back to school, um, I have same wake up times. And like we just talked about getting in the habit of that morning and that nightly routine, both Mm -hmm. for myself and my kids. And we have a free download with Start Planner. And I'll actually stick this in the show notes. It's a, a thing that kids can set their schedule. Like they, they kind of get overwhelmed when they wake up and we're like, oh my gosh, brush your teeth. Let's do this. We've got to go. We're running late. Like they don't want to be waked up like that either. Like when we do, like if we just snooze our alarm, right? We don't have that me time to pour into us. We wake up in a fight or flight mode. Right. And we're in a fight or flight mode all day. Instead of waking up and kind of priming ourselves, um, you know, just like football players, we don't, they don't just be like, wake up, go out and play the game. No, you wake up, you warm up, you get your prep talk, then you go out and, play, and perform. So it's the same thing. And I've had to learn that because I, I burn, like I have burned candles at both ends before mm-hmm. and you, you exhaust yourself or your kids get exhausted. Your kids are overwhelmed. And sleep is essential. Um, so t- talking about not getting enough sleep, um, that's, that's tough when the kids are young. Like mm-hmm. it's just a season, um, but that's really, really, really tough. So do you guys have a family calendar? We do. Um, we have a dry erase board kind of in the hustle and bustle area of our home where everyone can pass by and see it. It's been blank. <laughs> it's it's so strange but um we do um and then we also have kid schedules as well so there's so many layers this you know there's chores there's expectations um for how we expect them to live um and then during um i was going to add that during school when it was in session i struggled so much with um routine i bought an alexa And you can program Alexa to audibly tell you, you have five minutes to eat breakfast. You have two minutes to eat breakfast. It's time to brush your teeth. (laughs) And so um, anyway, so things like that help me stay accountable as well. I need, I need all input. But see, you're self-aware, you're self-aware. And that's the, like that's step one. Like if you're not self-aware, you don't know that Routines are hard for you and you can't do those things to kind of help yourself. Routines yeah. are not hard for me, but there's other things that are hard for me. And I've become very self-aware that I have to put post-it notes. I have to put sticky notes. Like I have, I have to remind myself to rest. I have to remind myself to be present, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we all have different strengths and weaknesses. So I think that's just a really good point, being very self-aware of who you are, what, what are your strengths, and what are maybe areas that you can kind of learn from? And what can you do to make yourself better in those areas? Um, and I'm going to send you a Hustle Weekly Planner. I think you've got one of our start planners. Um, yeah. And it's actually just our start planner weekly. Um, I'm going to send you one of those. For me, I use the start planner weekly on my kids' academic schedule. And that is our family calendar. So it opens it up like on, and it's got like a week view. So my kids know on that week view what we're going to be eating, what is our family schedule. Someone's got football here. Someone's got – they can easily, quickly look at that. Um, and then I have my Start Planner Quarterly that I use for my, like, to-do list, my own thing. So I have more of, like, a family dashboard planner. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's nice about that is I do think that – I don't know. It depends on your family, though. I do think that sometimes there is an, an advantage to having something on a board. But having something filled in from a time perspective for yeah. us has been huge. Like it's huge. And you know, since 
COVID and distance learning. And even though, so there are options. My kids are going to physically go to school for part of the day, but then they also have a portion of at-home learning as well. So I found, and I know in teaching, having it broken down by the hour is so important because you need to know um, when, well, it's also knowing your kids, when do they function best and then finding those hours and then filling them in with their requirements. So for me next year, it's going to look like a certain chunk they will be at school, but then when they get home, they're going to also have additional distance learning. So I will need that hourly to fill in the requirements and all four of them. So my twins will be in kindergarten. So hopefully they don't get a to a heavy load at home, but whatever they have, plus my fifth grader and second grader. So the hourly breakdown is huge. And when I, when we were doing the distance learning and, you know, abruptly shoved into it like everyone else, I immediately made my own um, lesson planner essentially, but it's not just teaching when we're at home. It's every layer. It's yes. you know, you're, you're just still doing laundry and the home management and all of that stuff. So I really needed to see and prioritize um, their schoolwork and make sure that was fit in when they are at their best and then kind of schedule everything around it. So, so yeah, the hourly is, I think, essential for success. Yeah, I agree. So one thing that I feel like a huge lesson that I've learned this last year is um, how do we fit everything in? And I think that, like you just said, all these different layers, whether you're going back to school, you're in school. Mm -hmm. And for me, I kind of have a, uh, my default is just to do it, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. instead of asking my children to do it or teaching them how to do it, my default has always been to do it because I feel like it gets done quicker. Right. Right. It's less expectations, less, less learning, less time. It's just, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I think one of the biggest things that I've learned this past year is I can't do it all and Mm -hmm. I have to help and I have to learn to teach my kids and to delegate. So, um, one of the biggest lessons I've learned for fitting everything in is, um, talking about those expectations and showing them how to different, do different things. So we pack lunches, mm-hmm. pack smoothies, pack drinks the night before. So the waters are done, the, the lunches are done, and they learn how to do those things. Right. They wake up and learn to make their beds. And it's not about making their beds. When they're age five, they're making their beds. Mm-hmm. And it's not about like, oh, the room needs to be clean. No one's going to see it all day. It's about getting in that routine, feeling accomplished. Like set it's again, setting expectations and, and just you know, uh, it's that overall teaching and learning. And so it's just been a big lesson for me. Um, even cleaning up dinner, like I used to just clean up dinner Mm -hmm. and, uh, someone came into my life and he's like, why are you always doing everything? Like have them help. And you know what? The second that I said, you know what, you guys, we're going to do something different tonight. And we're going to like, you guys are going to clean up dinner. And Roman, you're my oldest, you're going to be in charge. And August, you're going to be in charge of this. And Silas, you're going to be in charge of this. And I delegated specific tasks to each of them mm-hmm. and they owned it. That's like awesome. I sat back and I was like, they were proud and they were delegating and they were like talking and you do this and put this away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my kitchen's getting cleaned up. Was <laughs> it perfect? Like I would want it? No, but it was like 95% there. And they learned so much in doing that. That's so what do you think, what, what would be one of your biggest tips with five children for, for fitting everything in? That's one of my biggest lessons on, you know, beyond 
schedules and routines and morning routines and nightly routines is really setting clear expectations Mm -hmm. for them, teaching them and having them show them responsibility of what they're going to be doing. Yeah. So in regards to fitting things in, I, I have to prioritize the non-negotiables. So, and a lot of that is knowing yourself and knowing your family. So what do my kids absolutely need? What do I absolutely need? And going down from there. So, um, Yes, I need help. I need help everywhere. And just this past year, I started a chores list for my kids. So my two older kids have way more responsibility than my younger three. But what I found motivates them is um, they get to stay up later on certain nights. So knowing myself, I need margin for me. And I need margin once a week for my husband and I to connect because when he gets home, he gets, you know, bombarded with kids who jump on him and we hardly get a few words in. So I kind of look at my week and I look at my um, priorities and then I go down from there. So my one of my kids' priorities is my older kids is they want to stay up later on the weekends because one of my priorities is I need that time when you go to bed. <laughs> so right. they work. And so my oldest does all of his laundry, which for me is a huge help because doing five kids laundries and, you know, we have a couple preschoolers and a potty trainer, it's a lot of laundry. So having him do his own is a huge help. And then my daughter, who's now, she just turned seven. I had her doing all of her laundry. It's a trial and error. Um, she, it was overwhelming for her. So I just have her put away her clothes, which is a huge help. And then the younger three I do myself. So, um, but what they earn is every Friday night, they get to stay up and watch a movie that the little kids can't watch. So that's a huge motivator for them. My priority of lightening my load has got, has been taken care of. Their, um, their desire of having that extra time to stay up is taken care of. And it's just this, this balance of finding everyone's needs and making it happen. But what I found is there is a lot of trial and error. You find out what works and what doesn't. And it all for me has to be blanketed in grace because if I don't give myself grace, I will lose it. It's too overwhelming. Um, especially given everyone home all the time and distance learning, you just, you make a plan and you do the best you can and you, and you just as needed, but then you give yourself grace and you know, tomorrow is a brand new day. (laughs) And I think we all need that, right? We all have to realize that we're not superwoman. Like we are designed the way that we're designed with intention, but we, you know, I think the giving ourselves grace and learning to be thankful and prioritize, I think has been, um, a huge lesson of mine for sure. Yeah. And just like you were saying, everything has a cost. We do have an ending point. So we, I think a lie that I believe for so long was you can say yes to everything and have it all. Well, you can, but it may not be the quality or your actual goal. So one of my big goals is quality time with my kids. And that has been a a struggle since COVID because we're around each other all the time, but it's not what I would consider quality time or getting things done or We've even crossed the line into survival mode, especially when it came to distance learning on some subjects. So I want to make sure I leave margin for quality time with my kids, and that's investing into um, how they feel loved. So um, I have to know when I say yes to everything, I'm actually not going to meet that, and they need that 
as well from me. So I do have to say no to certain things to reach those goals, which are my priorities. So I think circling back to fitting everything in is you really need to sit down and prioritize what are my goals and how can I get there realistically? And if I mess up one day, there's grace for that because tomorrow is a brand new day. But um, actually being thoughtful and having some kind of plan is really how I know I can achieve it. Because if I just fly by the seat of my pants and I am my natural spontaneous self, it can be really fun and it can be disastrous. (laughs) (laughs) And now the layering of schooling, really it's, I have to be more strategic about it, but leaving margin for spontaneity is, is necessary. Um, just kind of working that out by trial and error and, and having that grace to, to figure it out. I love that. And I think we all, we all feel that a hundred percent. We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. So with the homeschooling, because I think there's going to be a lot that's going to be doing the hybrid or the homeschooling. What are some tips that you have now that you've gone through that um, for surviving? Um, you know, I think for, for me, it was, you know, setting those, talking through the day with my children, mm-hmm. like distinctively saying, this is what the d- day is going to look like. This is what the schedule is going to look like. Because mm-hmm. when they go to school, they have a schedule, routine, expectations. Well, when they're at home and they're like, oh, we're just home. Like it's the whole weekend again. Like it was, it was, it was really like a shift that we had to make. Like this is the schedule now. This is the routine. Like we were responsible for making that routine. Um, So that would be a huge tip for me. Another tip for me uh, that I would say is if you need to hire a tutor or ask for help, ask for help. Yeah. Math was like really hard for me. Math is taught completely different now. And I'm like, what? Like, why do I feel stupid? Like I have a finance degree. Why do I feel stupid in this math? But it's taught differently. And it became a frustration point where I felt like I was frustrated and he, he was frustrated and it became a stressful thing where it wasn't like you said, that, that quality margin of error for time for them. It was actually a stressful point that was kind of putting a wedge in between us. So if you can, if it is an option, um, you know, try to find a group of people that maybe you can, um, hire a tutor, like whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, trade with help. Like you do this or I do that. Just knowing your, your strengths um, and weaknesses. Another thing was setting spaces for it. Mm -hmm. Now each of my kids have desk in their room. Um, so I was very distinct. I just moved and I was very distinct of making sure they each have spaces to be creative. My middle child is very artsy and he didn't have a desk or a space in his room. And I was like, this is going to be a priority. Um, I think one of the biggest blessings that came from the homeschooling Mm-hmm. and being home. And I don't know if you feel this way is I feel like I've got to know my children a lot better. Oh, yeah. Like I had to intentionally like focus on them and learn from them from a different angle. 
And it opened my eyes to things that I didn't realize, like, oh my gosh, this is in the, in the hustle and bustle of life and other things that have been working on or surviving in or, you know, surviving, thriving, all the different things. Like, I feel like one of the biggest blessings I got from that is um, understanding and knowing them. Um, and so just creating a space for that, for them to do homework, get organized, you know, yes. do art, like whatever I think was a big thing for me. Um, and then two more tips, then I'm gonna let you go to tips. Yes. So uh, a drop zone. So if you're in school, like having a drop zone for the book bags, mm-hmm. expectations of knowing where the lunch boxes are going to go and unpack them. My oldest plays football expectations of when you get home from football, like where does that football stuff go? so that it doesn't smell up the rest of the house um, so that we can get it cleaned and get it back on your body. Um, and we have split households with our children. So even more so it requires that dialing in on very intense and intentionality um, with uh, creating drop zone or spaces, because if not, if they are missing something, it becomes a stress point for them, which is then trying to like scramble and figure it out. Um, and then if final tip, if you're homeschooling is create a folder for each of your child Mm -hmm. so that you can have, um, and even if not, if it's homeschool, even if it's, you know, in school, um, I have a folder, a digital one and a physical one. So in the digital, it has their schedules, their to-do list, any lesson plans that we're like working through. And then the online one has all the like important links to log in, um, backup of homework or work. I'm super organized with all that stuff. And I think that helps translate if we're missing something or, you know, and trust me, I'm not even close to perfect, but um, we realized like halfway through the homeschooling thing that my oldest son was missing some stuff that he hadn't turned in and we didn't realize how to log in. And we logged in and we're like, oh my gosh, we're missing all this. So it's, again, it's trial and error. I'm not saying this because we got it all figured out. I'm saying because you figure out what's wrong and then you start implementing different things to fix it. So what would you say, uh, you know, final tips to survive and thrive, whether it be distance learning or going back to school? Yes. So... So we do, we have a, a, hang, a mudroom hang station where they hang up all their backpacks and that's where their lunches go. So when they physically go to school, um, we ask them to drop their lunches on the counter in the kitchen so that I can go through it and see what they've eaten, what's trash, <laughs> what, what needs, you know, how I can plan the next day appropriately. Um, but my kids are still pretty young. So, um, and then... Um, with distance learning, distance learning, I have to say, it's just completely different and it turned me upside down. So I had a routine. Um, I had it all in pictures because at the time when I created it, only one out of five could read. (laughs) So we have a right under that dry erase board calendar. I have magnetic schedule of, you know, get up and make your bed, brush your teeth, you know, put your dishes in the sink when you're done eating, all those things. But all of that kind of shifted um, when we're not getting out the door anymore and going to school when I would pack their lunch and put it in their bag, they would have a set schedule for snack time and lunchtime. Well, now that's all at home and it was put back on me to make a routine and a schedule, which again is not my strength. 
Um, so I saw on your start on on your website start startplanner.com you have my schedule printout. I think that's what you were referring to. Yes, and I want to add it to the show notes so everyone that's listening to this can get it for free. Yes, I didn't see that in March. <laughs> so I did a very basic um, you know, go on to a Word document and just make a table because I am not tech savvy. So I did an old school like table <laughs> by the hour, by the kid. And so this is perfect. They can all have their own schedule and fill in the blanks to their own individualized, you know, um, grade and expectation, which I think is excellent. So I had to make that myself. And what I did, and I don't know if this would be helpful to anybody, I put that into um, a plastic sleeve and I used a dry erase marker. So as we completed tasks, I would cross it off. And at the end of the day, you can just wipe it off with a Kleenex or tissue or whatever and start again. So you can save paper that way. But um, I did the same thing. I laminated it and then it's just done. Yes. And you can reuse it. Um, so regarding snacks, this was a helpful tip I found online was I went to Target at the time Easter was coming up. They had these dollar tiny buckets. And what I would do, which helped me out is I would put all their snacks for the day, line it up on the counter and fill their snacks up. And when their bucket was gone, whether it was at 10 AM or right before dinner, that's all the snacks I get for the day. One of my biggest struggles was I have one, one of my twins, it's every 10 minutes. Can I have a snack? <laughs> Can I have a snack? And um, I don't know if you're familiar with the love and logic parenting technique, but it's, they learn by their own consequences. So um, this is really helpful for that. So I'd fill up their containers and once her snacks were gone, that was it. So um, she may not be hungry for lunch, but then if she didn't eat much lunch, she still had to wait until dinner. So having the snack boxes on the counter, all five of them was really helpful for me. It eliminated something and it puts responsibility on them. So that might be helpful. The other thing I found, was- I'm totally using that by the way, <laughs> keep going, but I'm totally, cause yeah. yes. And I had to like, kids, you cannot just get a snack. You can't just no. go in there and help yourself. Exactly. Like, it's, this is not like free for all. Yes. <laughs> so I love that tip. When they go to school, you pack it in their backpack. So I just packed it in the container on the counter. And I would also give them their cup of water and they can refill water themselves. So um, yeah, they would have their water bottle and their snack box. And then um, the other thing I found out in this distance learning trial and error is I did need a drop for all of their things, all of their papers, all of their books. And last year, we ended with a big cardboard box of a miscellaneous stuff and it drove me nuts, but I didn't feel like I had a breath to plan back then. It was really a survival mode. So over the summer, I thought about how can I best prepare for their stuff? So I went to Home Goods, I think it was, and got um, it was a 10 drawer system. It's a standalone cart and it's 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 kind of like a bin. You, you pull out these bin drawers. So each of my kid gets kids get two bins, maybe work to be done and finished work, or I haven't quite thought that out, but it's actual drop zone of, of essentially like a file cabinet that's um, a drawer system. So I'm excited to have that going and I'm excited to then maybe put their work in one of the drawers so they know when they see on the schedule, it's time for school, they can go and get it. And when they're done, they can put it in the completed section. So just having some kind of well thought out container or 
filing system if you have multiple kids for their schoolwork is is helpful. And we've been doing distance learning on our kitchen table. Oh no, on our dining room table. So when we sit down for dinner, <laughs> we're literally picking up piles of stuff and putting it in a cardboard box. And that just doesn't feel right, you know? Right. Um, feeling organized and not feeling like things are um, disheveled. And, and it definitely felt like that. So we have a nice standalone system that we're going to try out this year, which I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah, and then just for us, and our again, our kids are ages three to 10. So it is really important for us to schedule in um, creative time and move your body time. So, and that's a lot of times just knowing your kids. So I know my kids need to move around at least every hour. Um, so scheduling that into our hourly is, has been really, really helpful because they'll remind me it's time to move mom. <laughs> and if it. they say that with their words, you can see it in their actions. So so yeah, I'm, those are the things that I'm being thoughtful and putting into our daily routines. Um, and even though the kids are going in for half days, they still have a, a good chunk of distance learning at home. So we'll be implementing those distance learning thoughtful tricks. I think we think kids are so different from us, but they're not. And, and we are a lot like them, whether you want to look at it that way or vice versa. You know, I think that if we can establish a baseline of a routine with expectations, mm-hmm and create systems to be organized, it will not always work 100% because that's life, right? Things are going to go wrong. Kids are going to get sick. Things are going to happen. Assignments are going to change or you're not going to figure out. But if you establish a baseline of organization and routine, it will set yourself up for success. It's just like us as as adults. If we take the steps that we need to plan to set ourselves up to succeed and be very intentional and present and mindful of where, where we're planning ourselves and where we're moving our life forward. And like you said, what we're saying yes to and what we're saying no to and making sure it aligns back with our goals. Um, I think that the kids will have a very successful year. And, um, you know, just to recap a little bit what we talked about, we talked about knowing yourself. We talked about routines, morning and nightly routines, not only for us as adults, but for our kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about in the show notes, you guys can grab a free download and setting up a fa- family calendar. Um, for, for me, I use my weekly planner so that my kids know this is the family calendar. Um, I also won't discount that I use a digital calendar. I have to share calendars with, with other people. Mm-hmm. And so I sync those, but my kids and myself, I need something physical to see, to mm-hmm. implement, to, to execute. Um, chores, talking about what chores are, what are expectations for kids. Um, we didn't really talk about food prepping, but prepping the night before to su- have a su- like more fluid the next day mm-hmm. is essential. And uh, wrapping it up, giving yourself some grace um, mm-hmm. because you know whether you've got one kid, three kids, five kids, whatever it is, um, it's it's hard, mm-hmm. and we're all juggling a lot. And um, learning to give yourself grace, and like you said, if we are not perfect today. First off, we're never going to be perfect. Right. Um, but if we're, if we're not where we think we should be today, it's okay. Yeah. You got tomorrow. That's something that I, for my personality is I, if I'm going to go and I'm, I'm going to have a plan and I'm going to have a planner for my plan and I'm going to break it down hourly. It is very tempting to be a strict school, um, 
strict follower of what it says, like a rule follower. You, it's it's almost like you can make these plans into almost rules. Yep. And there has to be some sort of balance of we're still all a family and we're in relationship. So grace, I think, is needs to be given on all ends to ourselves, to our kids. And then another thing that I forgot to mention is um, when you have a plan and you can mark it off, you see chunks of success. And that is so motivating. So when we would teach reading, we would teach chunking. (laughs) And for reading is really hard. We don't remember it because, you know, it's just automatic now. But when you're first learning to read, chunking sounds together or then later chunking words together, the whole point of reading is to understand what the sentence or the page or the book is saying. And so chunking is such a good tool because you feel success and accomplishment in each little chunk of success. And I think with the hourly and the marking things off as we go, when our kids get to check things off as they go, they feel a sense of accomplishment and some, just some success. And that is so important and motivating to go to the next thing. Otherwise you just feel like it's too much. I completely agree. And I think that more than anything, I hope you guys that are listening to this, I hope you just know that like, you're not alone. (laughs) Like, Allie, you're not alone. Like I'm right in there with you. Like we're all in the same boat. We're all figuring it out. We all are waking up daily and just trying to do our best and be our best for ourselves and for our loved ones. And, um, you know, just like you said, learning to give ourselves grace and, um, taking the steps daily to, to move our life forward in the direction that we want to be, you know, the less stress, you know, the more productivity and the more intentionality is, um, what it's all about. Yes. So good. All right. So in closing, Allie, can you tell everyone, um, as they're going back to school and changing the routines where they can find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and my handle is Allie's light. And I also have a website, allieslight.com. And so there I post um, weekly blogs, um, devotionals, um, and as well as I've been sharing my family planning experience. You can read all about that, how we got five kids. <laughs> We've had a kid just about every way you can have one, I would say, um, which is which is crazy. I'm on the other end of that. So sharing that. But then another thing is I will... I'm going to start using your start planners and I'm so excited about it. And I'm kind of processing that out with my followers and, and we're, we're getting, we're doing life together. So if you want to follow along and, um, just know that you're not alone and, um, I'm sure many times make yourself feel better. <laughs> you can, you can follow me on Instagram as I share our um, successes and, misses. And then as well as on the blog, I will be sharing um, tips of tips of how to do life and navigating COVID and, and yeah, filling up your cup during quarantine and exploring those areas that I need, like leaving, leaving room for margin for me, for my marriage, for creative outlets. So just processing that out. And um, yeah, and I really, and I really listened to what my my audience wants and we, and we are going to do it together. So I would love to see you. Love it. Allie, thank you so much for being on here. All right, you guys. Well, I hope that you were able to pull some tips um, as we're all changing routines. 
whether you're going back to physical school or a hybrid or you're doing um, online learning um, and you're doing online learning and you don't want to do online learning or you're going back to physical school and you're, you're worrying about all the other stressors that come with it, apply some organization and uh, give yourself some grace and work on schedules and routines so that you can be more, I guess, fluid and productive as these changing routines for back to school happen. So Allie, thank you so much for coming on here and having this conversation. Thank you so much. This was, this was a joy. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.